Welcome, everybody, to JP's Political Matrix. We're going to look at some great things that Donald J. Trump has accomplished rather than focus on all of the negative because the whole world's doing that. Welcome. Yes, today we're going to look at a opinion piece out of the Washington Post by Hugh Hewitt. Oh, it caught our attention. August 1st, this was uh, this came out in the Washington Post. Real excited to go through this with you. This is, the, this is what we're going to do. We're going to look at some of the accomplishments that he highlights here because the case for Trump will come down to his record. It's a strong one. That's the title of the piece that Hugh Hewitt gave, an opinion piece, editorial piece out of the Washington Post. Came out August 1st. We're going to go through that. I am JP. And I'm really glad to have you here today. I've got Ryan on the board producing the show. Thank you for being here, Ryan. It is great to be here, as always, ready to look at the accomplishments of Donald J. Trump. Absolutely. So often, as we see every day, every night, the 24-hour news cycle is focused in on Donald Trump and all of the negative that they can find, right? I mean, yeah, we've got some highlights out there. We've got some folks we have to tune in to. We know who they are. And that's where you're able to see what Donald Trump's able to accomplish um, in his presidency. Three and a half years, here we go. We're almost concluding the fourth year until we reelect him for another four. Hallelujah. Pray uh, for hallelujah. our president. Pray that that happens. So let's focus in. Let's dig right in to what Hugh Hewitt put into put pen to paper. And uh, the Washington Post decided to let this one get through. Not sure how it got through, how much he had to pay, how he had to grease uh, somebody's palm to get this in. But he did, and it came out August 1st of 2020. So just a few highlights. Let's jump right in. I want to talk, the first one that caught my attention was the, and, and most of us have really been super excited. It's kind of the silent majority's silent excitement about this because we know it's happening. We know what's going on and we know what the result is and we know why it's important. And that is judges with huge help. This is from the story with huge help from Senate majority leader, Mitch McConnell, Trump has put two justices on the Supreme Court, 53 judges on the federal courts of appeals, 144 and counting on the district courts, and more than 20 on the specialty courts. And it is clicking away. Every day, more of these guys through the Senate are being approved. It is the best thing ever, and I'll tell you why. Because every single thing that the liberal Democrats have done over the past 47 years since Joe Biden's been in there, they have done through the court systems everything that we have not voted on, not said yes, not approved as a country. These people have pushed through and gotten it handled, turned over, pushed into our face, into our classrooms, into our churches, into our homes, straight through the freaking court system. That's how they do it. And this right here is reversing that course. This is happening as you and I go about our business, hearing and seeing all the negative come across the TV, the newspapers, etc., fake news, and we'll talk about that in just a minute as well. But, <clears throat> excuse me. So, this is the legacy that Donald J. Trump is going to leave behind. It's going to be his judges. You hide and watch. It is. This is it. Everybody out there, you should be excited. You should be 
thanking your lucky stars that he is our president right now and that this is what's happening. You know, they were always wondering, oh, is Donald Trump, if he gets elected, you know, he's been a liberal in New York. No, you know what he did? He played the game, just like so many of these people. Now, he didn't play all the games. He didn't play all the games. In fact, I think it was about 20 years ago or so, he barred Epstein, yes, that Epstein, island pedo Epstein, from Mar-a-Lago. So he didn't play in all the games with the rich clubs, the billionaire clubs. He didn't play all the games. He stepped away. He even reported him to the authorities back then. That's who our president is. That's who he is. This guy is amazing, and he's doing this, and these judges, this is super important, super exciting. We could be proud of this. We can sleep at night better because we know these people are in place, and those liberal Democrats cannot do anything about that. We've got to be praying, guys. We've got to be praying for our president, for the Senate, and the House. We capture the Senate, the House, and the presidency. This could be just, it could be uh, uh, the healing that the country needs. We need so many things to happen, and they can happen, and they can be turned around, and the swamp could actually be drained, dried out, resurfaced with a fresh coat of gunite, and refilled, and chlorine levels top-notched, where none of that bacteria and virus ever, ever, ever grows back. But we need this. We need this election. Great analogy. Well, you're welcome. Thank you very much. No, thank you. So, uh, you know what? The next thing I would like to discuss right here from this amazing editorial piece out of the Washington Post regarding tax cuts. Let me tell you, until this COVID thing straight out of Beijing, China, hit us, we were rocking and rolling as a country. Let me tell you, we really were the envy of the world. And this economy was just strolling along at a 3.5% unemployment. So let me read straight from the article. Trump's tax cuts, along with the massive deregulation he orchestrated, led to 3.5% unemployment until the regime in Beijing acted with criminal recklessness toward a virus that has devastated the world. Economic recovery depends on those rule rollbacks and not just grotesque overreaches such as the clean power plan and waters of the United States rule, but on hundreds of other intrusions into the private businesses and onto the private property of Americans. Let me tell you, Donald Trump cut taxes. He took regulation. And I think it was. Ryan, was it one new regulation, they had to pull back four old regulations. I think it was some kind of one yeah, to was two or one to four. Somewhere in there. It, unprecedented. Who unbe- does that? Yeah, absolutely. And it has resulted over the last three and a half years in so much regulation being pulled back, taken back, completely scratched off the books. That's what he's done. It's amazing. Everything that's pushed forward, he's pulling two, three steps back. Because he knew how overregulated the country was, and small business was being choked, families are being choked, everybody. It was just destroying us. Well, he's pulled all that back, and it led to a 3.5% unemployment. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. During this COVID issue, I know we're right at around 10%, but that's down. And just this last week, we had the July numbers pop out, point. Eight million new jobs, jobs in industries that they thought had taint, um, 
the uh, the the vacation or the um, uh, what do you call that the uh, the vacation industry or the the tourism uh, industry? Yeah, 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 the tourism industry, uh, service industries. Um, well, I mean, those were hit. They're incredibly hard. Big by all time. Of this. They thought they were gone. Manufacturing jobs. But that's what I'm saying. Those are the jobs. It was kind of a broad stroke rebound of 1.8 million jobs across the country that brought us down to 10% unemployment. It was bigger than anyone expected, and it just popped out. July numbers. It was unbelievable. This recovery is already happening with or without us. You know, as a side note, totally anecdotal. I was out driving today. I went to, went to the store, took care of some Things and I noticed that this store, uh, you know, you know, I'm a dirty, nasty Walmart dweller. Just FYI, I'm you're, clinging you're to my website, my guns, my Bible. Walmart, you're, yeah, you're featured. I'm probably featured there for sure. But the point is that I shop there. I am, you know, like the the Democrats and like Obama, and, you know, like they all said about us. You know, we're just dirty, nasty Walmart people. We're clinging to our guns and our Bibles. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm one of those. So I was out today shopping. Walmart was jam-packed. And you know what? There was traffic back on the roads. I said, hey, these July numbers are real. Not only are they vast and they're hitting all sorts of different industry, but they're real. I'm seeing it. I am seeing it. So go Texas. I hope this is in your backyard as well. I hope you're seeing it. What do you got, Ryan? Well, and this is really the third month in a row. If we remember the the July jobs report Mm. showed Mm -hmm. we added almost 5 million in mm. June, and before that, it was also about two million the month before mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and so we're seeing unemployment numbers just go mm. down and down, mm. and jobs just being created. And so I think mm-hmm. all the way up through the election, we're going to see the president presiding mm. over an economy that just comes roaring back. If we're going to mm. notch out one or two That's points right. on unemployment each mm-hmm. month, yeah, what's Trump going to be presiding over? Come on. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, that's how healthy it was, though. The backbone he had built uh, for this country was deregulation and tax cuts and, and pro-business, um, and you know, uh, legislation that he has allowed and signed and and brought forth. He, he is the backbone. The backbone's strong. The muscles are strong. It's like working out. Yeah, we took a little break. We took a few weeks break, a few months break. But you know what? It's just like that. Your muscle memory. This economy has a muscle memory that Donald Trump has created. A strong muscle. It's a muscle memory. It's being worked out. It's now realizing as it begins to flex again what it was and the greatness. It will return. It will return. So uh, that's going to uh, take him right across that finish line, too, as well as uh, another uh, as we reelect number 45 again, Donald J. Trump. So excited about that. So back to the article says here, in regards to this, is in regards to winning the war with terrorists. Absolutely. So back to the article. Trump ordered Iran's master terrorist, General Qasem Soleimani, killed. Accomplished the complete physical destruction of the Islamic State Caliphate and successfully hunted down its terrorist chieftain, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. The former was never contemplated by Obama. The latter couldn't get done by him, even though his scampering from Iraq in 2011 led to the rise of Islamic State and its thousand barbarities. The Syrian butcher, Bashar al-Assad, 
has twice used chemical weapons and twice had cruise missiles remind him that the red line is back and is real. Listen to this. Russian mercenaries attacked U.S. troops in Syria and were mowed down. Not an American was killed. Those are, quote, Trump rules of engagement, close quote. Even Cuba is back in its box, joined there by Venezuelan dictator Nicolas Maduro. Oh, Hugh Hewitt. I'm so glad he wrote this article. It is a reminder of all these things that have happened under under John, Donald Trump's leadership. And, and to, to know that he has squashed and his rules of engagement. Let me remind you, ladies and gentlemen, you realize that President Barack Hussein Obama, he had rules of engagement where they weren't allowed to shoot, where they weren't allowed to do certain things where they also didn't have the weapons uh, that uh, Donald Trump has authorized, paid for, the rules of engagement in a war. A war is simply to kill and break things, as Rush Limbaugh says it best. A war is there to kill people and break things. And the last one standing and the one who does the most damage is victorious. victorious. That's what it's about. Rules of engagement... Barack Obama tied the hands of the Marines, the front line. He tied them. He shot down their, <laughs> he shut down their, their, their ammunition supplies, their, their protection, their armor protection. I mean, he just did so many things that if you really understood it, you'd be aghast. You'd be beside yourself. And so many of us are. But uh, again, Donald Trump unleashed the power of the U.S. military on these, these, these dark, demonic forces that are across the world doing things, beheading people, videotaping them. And if you're nasty, you like that stuff, you can find it. It's out there. It's all over, I'm sure, the dark web. I'm sure it's all over the internet some places. If you want to go find it, you can. But the atrocities are out there. They've been documented. And Donald Trump said enough. And he unleashed our military. They go in, they squash he drops bombs right on their head. He doesn't apologize for it either. So what, glad. what a difference! I'm so glad he's when it in comes office. to apologies because you remember know? the apology tour. Trump doesn't apologize. I think that's one thing we probably have just been. It's like a breath of fresh air. It is. It absolutely is. He. he you know what he does? He leads. He leads like a leader. Thank God for Donald Trump. Amen. We didn't get we didn't elect a pastor in chief at all. And you know what? He's probably a much more more of a moral man than some of these scumbags that have been in office or around the office or on the cabinets of prior presidents. And uh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I do? I, I like to think, and you and I've had these talks before, Ryan, in regards to his 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 legacy. I, I this is a billionaire. This is a guy who had fame, celebrity, status. He has money. Donates every one of his paychecks as president. His children, you know, he's not had a, a drop of alcohol, has never touched this man's lips. His children have work ethic. His children are not tatted up drug addicts that are looking to mommy or daddy to support them and to pursue the disgust that the world has to offer. They're all actually family people. Yeah, they're not perfect. Yeah, he's had several, you know, I guess a couple marriages. Hey, listen, again, we did not elect him for that. But I will tell you, he's doing a heck of a job. And you look to his kids, 
great legacy. He had those kids out at these construction sites in New York. I mean, everybody knows. He treats his people well. He'd go out there himself. He would witness what the, the hard jobs they were doing. He would thank them. He would shake their hands. He was never above that. His children were never above that. They'd go out there, say hello to the, the workers that were helping. Uh, they took good care of them, take good care of them. You know, uh, and you see his children, not a one of them is in a freaking psychiatric ward like the, yeah, yeah, the Hollywood people that have just celebrities that don't know what to do with themselves or money. <clears throat> I'm telling you, man, that's why the liberalism is absolutely a mental disorder. <clears throat> Look at the people involved in it. Look at the people that believe in it. It's their religion. When that's your religion, you're empty. You're vacuous. You have nothing to offer yourself, your families, your friends. And that's why so much of it just collapses inside of itself because it's a, it's a, it's a deck of cards. So that's why he's so strong because he's got family and they're real and they understand morals and values, and they have things going for them. They're not perfect. No one is. So quit rolling your eyes. You're not perfect either. He's not. We're not. We're thankful he's there. And he's done so many good things, so many good things for this country. I'm so excited about another four years because he will absolutely be unleashed. And, I mean, he will do great things. And I don't mean the Obama unleashed uh, where he didn't care and did so many things that hurt our country and brought us back. He's going to do great things. Great things. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. All right, so let's talk about another thing. Straight back to the article from Hugh Hewitt out of the Washington Post editorial, August 1st. Here we go. Trump's border wall. Yep, another great accomplishment. Trump's border wall proceeding at pace makes obvious sense. More than 200 miles completed with Trump tweeting this last Thursday, the length will be 300 miles by September. 300 miles of wall up. Absolutely. And, and by the way, has anybody noticed a, and I'm about to talk a little more about this. It ties in also to NAFTA, but has anyone noticed that there's really not a big issue with people flowing into the country illegally anymore? What happened to that? It went the wayside, didn't it? Just like the uh, Killer Hornets. But it did. It's gone. Imagine I don't hear that. anybody talking about it. Imagine that. So could it be it's working? Could it be what we're doing is working? Could it be that he's not putting out their carrots and saying, hey, come across and we'll give you this, 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 and this? Have things changed? What's going on? Could the wall be working? Potentially. Absolutely. So back to the article, Trump got his, this is in regards to the USMCA. What's that stand for? The United States Mexico-Canada agreement. And the article states, Trump got his United States-Mexico-Canada agreement, USMCA. It replaced the North American Free Trade Agreement. You guys remember NAFTA? What a joke. Absolutely. They're throwing the United States under the bus, being used and abused. That's what the politicians did with NAFTA. So from dairy farms, back to the article, from dairy farms in Wisconsin to border businesses in Arizona, the USMCA, which again was just passed uh, by Donald Trump, was a huge, not today, but in his presidency, was a huge win for the United States. Trump doesn't want to deport the dreamers and won't, but his deals with Mexico, El Salvador, and Guatemala have helped stem this is tying into what we, we, what we saw, the uh, lack of flow of illegals. But it says, stem a flow of illegal entries 
into the United, into the United States that Obama was helpless to stop or halt. So Donald Trump, through his USMCA, through his negotiation tactics and, and, and uh, strength that he comes to the table with, has told Mexico, El Salvador, and Guatemala, hey, you need to stop this. You need to put a stop to it. So you know who's guarding our southern border now? Yep, Mexican troops. <laughs> They've got Mexican thousands, troops. Thousands, thousands of them. And you know what? Them. I don't hear anybody screaming illegal aliens again anymore. You know, I don't see that being the, the top story. These uh, caravans of thousands of people. Yeah, I don't see it. Where did all the caravans go? go? I guess they turned right around, huh? Went on back to where they, you know, where they came from. And if they want to change things, they need to get to the freaking voting booth and they need to start doing some things, you know? All right. Make changes at home, guys, and then uh, come on over. You know, by the way, it reminds me, just a real quick sidebar, New Zealand. This is a country that you cannot just stroll over and hang out and stay for a while. Nope. In fact, if you want to become a citizen... I don't even know if you can, but I do know this. They won't allow you to even show up over there unless you've got some criteria that they're looking for. So you want to, you know, maybe a lawyer, uh, probably not lawyer. I wouldn't want you, but <laughs> doctors, doctors, you know, they'll take those. They'll absolutely take you. They need doctors. They'll, they'll take doctors, but otherwise, yeah. Okay. You're here for two weeks. All right. Then get your butt back home. Get well, on out of here. And Mexico has some of the strictest immigration laws and yeah and, i and figured the world that one out as, as well i was using racist right i was using new zealand though right i know I, I, I mean it's I actually understand. a place people may want to actually go and i'm not talking about yeah. you know the, the the mexico right across the border into I, from texas is uh, uh yeah it's at the, nobody's really you know no you don't have <laughs> no, millions sorry, of people but nobody's really trying to get over there well it is kind right. of a failed it, narco state but that's another it's pretty podcast na- i don't even want to go day. near the border i mean it's so dangerous and crazy but over there but yeah in fact that's a lot of what uh, if you dig into the numbers a lot of what texas is of uh, you know spikes and all this it's right over there on the border it's the border people coming from mexico looking for care and they're the ones with the covid and it's spreading like wildfire or whatnot they come over and fill our hospitals and they're saying oh texas is blowing up well, I don't know about that. All right, back to the article. Let's get into some of this good stuff real quick. Well, there's a little bit here remaining, and uh, yep, this is in regards to fake news. So Hugh Hewitt writes, while establishing himself as the most accessible to the media president in modern times, true, Trump has also stripped off the veneer of objectivity from the fake news. Blue bubble journalists are the last to know the contempt in which they are held beyond the Excella corridor and outside Silicon Valley and Hollywood. They mistake their small audience share for success. Boy, isn't that the truth? In fact, most of America would have rather watched a mystery poetry slam than their news. Interesting way to put it, Hugh. Trump hammered that home, and journalists hate him for it. In turn, Blue Check Twitter confirms the contempt that elites feel for more than half of America. Unbelievable. Basically, he's, he's revealed fake news. He peeled back the curtain and said, look at these guys. Let me show you how they're a bunch of liars. Let me show you how they're manipulators. Let me show you how they are riding untruths, and nobody's holding them accountable. Nobody. Even social media, it's all lumped in. We all know Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. These guys are absolutely, absolutely shutting 
shutting down social media sites that are conservative or retweeting or uh, or forwarding uh, or highlighting the truth. We've seen it. We know what's happening. Donald Trump even got, I mean, they took, Twitter took him down for false news, talking about uh, COVID and how it doesn't affect children. They took him down, the president of the United States. Man, I hope he does some executive action and puts these guys in their place. Boy, the next four years, you watch. You watch. He's going to get absolute, See, absolutely I, in their I face. I think he could do it now without I don't any disagree. I think he'd fired up political. his base. I think he'd fire us up. Absolutely. I, I agree. Absolutely. But, you know, the, let him go. He, let me tell you, his, his political prowess and his intuition is absolutely spot on, has been, and continues to be. I'm not going to judge whatever he does. I'm going to say I trust him. And better than that, I'm going to trust God. And I'm going to trust him with all that's going on. But this sums it up. Hugh Hewitt, back to the story. Trump's brawling, slugging, tempestuous approach to everything in every hour has worn has worn down many, but his road is marked by these accomplishments. Former Vice President Joe Biden's near 50-year run in government is marked by... That's right. Silence explains it all, because there's absolutely nothing to show for his, what, 47 to 50-year, almost 50-year run Joe Biden had. It's an absolute... Joke. Talk about a guy who's been sucking on the proverbial teat of the government his entire adult life. And now his son is playing these games too. We'll get in. That's a whole nother situation. But man, Joe Biden, this guy. And uh, by the way, I don't, I don't th- think he has a chance. I, I really have I've begun to feel sorry for the guy. And I hope there's not this pity vote, for goodness sake. No, this guy, you don't put him in office. You put him in a secure unit at a, at a you know, skilled nursing facility so he can be seen about for 24 hours every day. Because Uncle Joe's going to start going at 3 o'clock in the morning to go you know, to Walmart to get his Cocoa Puffs. And it's not going to be good because he is really going downhill. And I'm hearing that, for, you know, I'm, I'm watching people I watch and see are, are saying the same thing, that uh, he, he's got the insiders are saying, whoa, this fella is going down fast. I'm, I'm really nervous. And you know what? I don't want to be because I don't want them to replace him. I want him to be going into November as their choice, as their candidate. Okay? That's, what they, that's, that's how it needs to be. And uh, we will just continue to pray that Donald Trump, uh, the country, that is an absolute landslide. That's a, a Reagan-esque landslide. And, uh, you know, 49-state blowout. I am just, oh, what a night that's going to be. So uh, with that, guys, that is the article that we, uh, the Washington Post. Just want to talk about a few of the highlights. You know, Trump's also looking at uh, these four executive orders that are going to help people uh, with, uh, you know, halt evictions. He's going to expand the unemployment benefits. He's going to help student loans, the students. He's also going to uh, help those of us that may need a little handout to get us through. But you know, our, tr- our president is doing what he needs to do to get this country back on its feet. We're very excited. Boy, I'll tell you what, this, this uh, income tax that may hit us, I cannot wait. If he puts that on hold through the end of the year, that's going to inject something into this economy. It's real deal. All right, thanks for hanging out with us at the JP's Political Matrix. See you next time. Godspeed. Godspeed.